Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chocolate Life Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Jones. And uh, this has been a long time coming. Um, Been away from the podcast game almost a little year and some change and, you know, trying to get back into it. So um, let's get into this thing. So today's show is uh, entitled Throwing Their Weight Around. And uh, we're basically talking about how the LGBT community um, is a very, very protected community. Um, There are a lot of people in the community that are good-hearted people, but at the very, very core, this community is trying to force everybody to acknowledge their presence just in life in general and my whole thing is my whole thing is why do why is there such a why is there such a um, why is there such a need to force people to acknowledge your presence like I just do not understand why there is such a need for that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, why is there such a need to be acknowledged? And the crazy part about it, let's just, okay, let's just talk about life in general. All right. This group is very, very, very protected. All right. They have laws backing them. If they, and then there are people within that community that use who they are and what they do to their advantage to force people to do things, to get things and concessions. And I do not think it is fair, but they're just literally taking advantage of people to a point. And one thing that has always been said is that this community, you know, people and this community, the community as a whole, you know, the community as a whole is always saying we are not doing this for attention but in in hindsight the very things that they are the very things they're saying they're not doing in the grand scheme is what is actually happening it's all they may. I mean, the 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 community make makes their presence known wherever. Perfect example: in 2018, me and a friend went to go see the movie Black Panther. Uh, after we came back from the movie, it was on the news that the LGBT the, that the community said that the movie basically didn't include them and i was like the movie wasn't about you 
you know, that's what bothered, and that's what bothered me. Like you're forcing yourself into a space. And so, and then people went as far as well, Ew, in the comic book, this character was in love with this character, but that's not what the movie was about. And that was something, and you know, that was something, that, and that was something that I've always gotten, that, that was something that always unnerved me. And I feel like, at, even as a black man, I'm all, I'm in a minority. As a black man, I feel like I am the least protected person. I mean, as, I'm, well, just let's just say as black people. The black man and the black woman are the two least protected people in America. The most protected person is the white woman. The second is the white man. The third, anybody in the LGBTQ community. And fourth, Asians. Those are the four most protected people. Oh, I'm sorry. And Asians and anybody that you know, is Jewish by religion or by uh, by ancestry or Hebrew ancestry. But like, those are the five most protected people in the country. And so what the LGBT, they literally have forced themselves into other spaces. And they're trying to push this narrative on everybody. And let's just even say on a global perspective, so President Barack Obama is Kenyan. And because he's Kenyan, he's just throwing his weight or throwing his weight around in his ancestry. Hey, you guys need to accept this, you know, this you need to accept this all these alternate lifestyles and this and that and da 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 da. And the continent of Africa was like, we are denying no. We are, we will not have it. We will not have it. That will not fly here. No, no. You know? And I I gotta give them, I gotta give, like, they were on code. I gotta give them their props. You know, they weren't backing down. They're not, let. they weren't trying to stand for somebody trying to tell them how to govern themselves as if they're children who don't know anything and you know and so and so and so then you have and then so you have the and then so you have the backing of the community the community is trying to literally force everyone to accept this one particular group in the community, which is the trans community. And here's the crazy part. I have a unique relationship with the trans community. Um, I went to college with, now I can't even, I can't even, okay. There was a young, there was a young lady who was born with both organs that I went to college with. Uh, she just happened to be a coworker uh, she was a co-worker of mine and they had her staying in the male dorm because she had both organs. She had both the male organ and the female organ. Like, you know, she was very open. About, and the one thing I loved about her, she was very, very open about it. And 
she was very very respectful of and then like one thing that i saw now mind you this is 20 this is this let's just say 16 to 20 plus years ago this girl if the community was acting up on campus like she would call them out on it with no with no hesitation like she was calling them out and a lot of them didn't like her because of that and so to this day i have so much respect for her i have so much respect for her and every everything she did when she when i was you know when i was on campus at jackson state i have so much respect for her and um and then so she was kind of like the flame monroe of jackson state a lot of people who don't know who flame flame monroe is flame monroe is a black uh trans comedian and he keeps it i mean flame keeps it a thousand (laughs) flame keeps it like flame he's very very real he's very very honest and he he lets it he he lets he lets it be he lets it be where it is and let's be what it is and he tells it like it is flame monroe was on the uh breakfast club a little over a couple i want to say a little over a year ago almost two years ago flame monroe says the reason why people are not accepting of the community is because the community is forcing people to like them and recognize them and the key word is force that's the key word now this country is built on quote-unquote freedom freedom cannot be forced if no 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 if you have the freedom to do something you can't be forced into anything if that makes sense you know what i'm saying so with flame saying that and you and i you also you also have to think about i use the the baby illustration okay when you're feeding a baby you're feeding the baby to make sure it is well nourished all right now it is when you force feed a baby and you are giving this baby more food than they actually need because you want to make sure this baby is fed that is when the baby spits up and regurgitates because the baby is being force fed and that's the and the and and here's the thing the community is forcing everyone to accept this one particular group within the community but then that community is also forcing themselves into a space that is not naturally their own trans women are forcing themselves into women's spaces but the thing even with that is that women willingly open the space up to trans women and now you have trans women competing against women in different sports 
Now, some governing bodies of sports are coming in like, hey, no, we can't have that. And now the trans athletes are wrong. Because if you really sit and think about it, what I what did I say earlier? The LGBTQ community, even with the even with the even with the trans, the trans community as a whole, they say we're not trying to get attention. But here's what happens when trans people do especially in sport when you have a person that was a naturally born man who served in the navy 20 years gets out of the navy transitions into a woman and decides to play junior college basketball and leads the nation in rebounding that gets attention why because who is in the forefront getting the attention the trans community attention is going to be given see here's the thing if it was a regular naturally born woman that did that it wouldn't get attention however within the sports community that would have been celebrated that would be celebrated oh this woman is this woman is grabbing 19 boards a game Oh yeah, you grabbing nineteen boards a game. That's that's far above the normal average for forwards and centers in you know any level of basketball. You grabbing nineteen boards a game, you're going to get some attention. If you're in junior college and you're grabbing nineteen boards a game, you are going to either end up at South Carolina, LSU, UConn, Stanford. Any one of the top basketball teams in the country, that's what you're going to end up with if you're grabbing 19 boards a game. But if you're a naturally born dude playing women's basketball, it gets attention. Why? Because in a woman's space, that doesn't happen all the time. It's an extraordinary act. And then you have people like Megan Rapino. Hey, gotta love the trans community. Gotta bring in the trans community. And Megan Rapino said in an interview recently that she said she wouldn't mind naturally born men, naturally born men playing soccer in in in, in women, not just soccer but any woman's sport, like she was cool with it. And that makes no sense to me because in all actuality, you're canceling naturally born women out because men on an athletic level are superior. And this is not me. This is not being you know, chauvinistic, transphobic, or what do they call it? One they want to call it, um, you know, misogyny. This isn't misogyny. This isn't misogyny. No, this is biology. This is this is fact. Like men are naturally stronger than women. Now, can women play basketball? Yes. Do there are there women's basketball leagues? Yes. Yes, women can play in those leagues. Now, however, 
everybody wants to try to make exception to the rule. Well, Brittany Griner could probably compete in the NBA. No, she could not. And let me explain why. Number one, Brittany Griner is a center in the WNBA. She's 6'8". Brittany Griner would probably be a small forward, maybe a 6'8 power forward at best in the NBA. And she made the comment that she she said, oh, if I played DeMarcus Cousins one-on-one, you know, I'd, you know, I'd win. No, she would not. Number one, uh, as a shooter, put it this way. If she played DeMarcus Cousins one-on-one, DeMarcus Cousins would literally back her in and dunk on her every point if they were going to 10. She probably wouldn't even get to, she probably wouldn't even get to, you know, touch the ball. We're talking about DeMarcus Cousins, University of Kentucky, six foot 11, 260 out of Mobile, Alabama. Like, no. Like, she is talking about dominating a guy that's like one of the last true beacons of a true center in the NBA. She's saying she would have done that to DeMarcus Boogie Cousins of all people. And so, you know, and then there's the, you know, and so, um, yeah, so then uh the trans community is also like you know be, you know everybody accepting the trans community uh is kind of overlapping into other areas for instance uh i cannot remember the young lady's name but she got a d1 scholarship to play college football and you know the young lady is not she's not very big at all she may be 130 pounds she's like five five six five seven maybe 130 she's a defensive back now i want to say she's i want to say she's d1 i don't know I, I don't remember what school she's playing at but the net you know the feminist movement along coupled with the LGBT community, two Q community, are, yeah, she could play in the NFL one day. Listen, there are guys retiring from the NFL for health reasons due to sustained tackles and hits over time. Like, I like I played ball overseas myself. I've never I I may have had the whole time I played ball overseas never had a concussion never. Um, I've had you know I've dislocated shoulders, sprained knees, twisted ankles, uh, hyperextended Achilles tendons, did those things, but. You know, guys are being hurt, you know, 
mainly concussive hits, CTE, things of that nature. Um, and she, mind you, she's playing, free, I think she's a free safety, if I can remember correctly. That means she's going to help down. So that means she's going to have to run down into a gap and help out in run support. Running backs are not small as they once were. Running backs have gotten bigger on average. When I was in high school, your average your average D1 running back was between 190, let's just say 185 to 200 pounds on average. All right. If you were 210, you would consider a big back. If you were 220, you were considered a power back. If you were anything bigger than that, you were pretty much considered a fullback. But as time grew, as time went on, you had guys like Brandon Jacobs, who's 6'5 and 260, 6'5, 270, playing for the New York Giants. Like, he was. He was a big running back. And you had, you 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 know, you had the Jerome Bettises, 5'11", 260. Big running back. He's not just a fullback, but he's a running back. You Mike Allstott, who, the, you know, last, tr- quote unquote, the last true fullback. But he was, he was a big back. You could put him as you could put him in the backfield by himself as a tailback, or you could put him in front of Warwick Dunn and Travis Stevens, and he could be a running back or he could be a fullback. Like there was no lose win or lose situation with him. You know what I'm saying? That's what's coming down. That's what's coming through the gap that she's going to have to tackle. And because of her size, it's going to be hard for her. Like she's going to be blasted. Now, I even if she gets strong enough, like she's going to have to play in a women's league. And that's the thing. Women in a men's league is is not going to have now on the coaching side, if they're capable to coach, yes. And the thing that I'm this the, the disturbing thing I'm seeing now, you're you know you have you're they, there are fathers that are letting their daughters play tackle football against all boys. Now, the thing is, in certain parts of the country, that's not going to fly. It looks cute. I have I have very athletic nieces, but it's a totally different thing to watch. Like I saw I saw a, I saw again I watched a game or I saw a video of a game being played. A young lady, probably like nine or ten, she was in the ten year old division. She she they uh, she was playing running back. The quarterback threw her a pass. The little boys who were playing linebacker were faster and stronger than she was. She barely took a few steps 
when her hands touched the ball and they were to her end, I heard the loudest smashing hit. And her father, you could hear him in the background. Yeah, Maddie. Woo. They, her name was like Maddie or Bailey or something like that. And he's celebrating. Yeah, good job. You got our first catch. I'm like, and I'm as I'm listening, I'm like, do you realize what you're getting your daughter into? Like, she's not going to even make it past Youth League. That little girl may not even play football next year. I'm not being negative. It's more like a concern for her safety. And that's the thing. Feminists are quick to say, oh, men cared nothing about women's safety, this and that, da-da-da-da-da. But yet they celebrate those moments. Like, which one is it going to be? Men not protecting women? Or men protecting women? Or fathers protecting their daughters? Okay. So... Uh, getting back to uh, trans women uh, forcing themselves into women's spaces. Now, women, there are too many trans women coming out and saying things such as, um, saying things such as, um, women don't own womanhood. Women are not the gatekeeper of periods. Um, that was no. That's that that's that's not logical. And from a biological perspective, there are women that are transitioning into being trans men, but they're still having periods. So yeah, women are the gatekeepers of womanhood because they have to do, their bodies have to naturally go through a process to make them who they are. And it's not something that they have to take a pill, not necessarily something that they transitioned into. No, they were born with those processes, you know, that cleansing, that's a cleansing process. That is part of their, that is part of their genetic makeup. Like that is supposed to happen with them. Like that is part of the program. And then uh, comedian Jess Hilarious stood up for the women and said, hey, who's going to protect us? You got women who are being, who are being come after, you have women Coming, you have trans women coming after natural women, calling them cis, and they're not saying it in a sisterly manner, but they're saying it in a disrespectful, disrespectful, condescending manner, and that is something that cannot happen. See, when you disres- when you are, when you yourself are in a minority group, you can't disrespect a group that you're trying to be a part of and then expect everyone to accept you. 
that does not go over well. No, it does not. That doesn't go over well. And it's not a good look for several reasons. Um, it, it Jess Hilarious was literally expressing her thoughts out of frustration because lately, within the last year and a half, that's all you've heard. You know, trans women are women too. Trans women are women too. But part of that is because women have allowed them into their space. Trans women are men that have literally made themselves women. And how do they do it? They study women. They hang out with women. They watch women. They shop with women. That is something that that is that you know that 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 takes a that that's a lot of work. And you know, and the now we got to rewind the clock a little bit and go back to 2018 once again. Um, right when those young boys in Connecticut transitioned to compete in track, there was a lot of young men. There were a lot of men and coaches speaking out saying that it's not okay for that. You know, it wasn't okay for those young men to do that. Now, even if their parents are okay with them transitioning to compete in a sport not of their born gender but competing in a nut competing in a division in a lesser gender in a lesser division where they obliterated all the girl track records in sense in that in that said state um that was a problem and i spoke i remember speaking publicly about it to a friend and my friend didn't agree with me because she was like oh these people deal with this 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 and this and i was trying to get i was i was trying to get her to understand that this is not about at this point this is not about people having spaces to live. We were literally talking about competing in sports to where you have naturally born men competing as women, canceling out girls and women. And women were opening their arms. Hey, they can compete with us. And so there were men who stepped in, coaches, athletic governing bodies saying no we're not going to allow this for safety reasons naturally born men are stronger than naturally born women so if you have a naturally born man competing in a sport with naturally born women in this said sport they are going to have an immediate strength advantage and we're not even talking size at this point. We're not even talking about the size of the person competing. We're just talking natural, raw strength and ability. And that is painful right now. 
and it is painful to hear and it's painful to see and men were getting slammed and called transphobic and homophobic and my question to that is how is it transphobic and homophobic when you can play a sport my whole thing is how's it homophobic when gay guys play football gay guys play sports all the time it's not even an issue the issue normally comes in when you have guys transitioning into other genders and then competing that's where the issue is and how is it being transphobic when you're just asking somebody to transition or you're asking somebody who's transitioning to compete in their sport in their natural gender see nobody wants nobody now everybody talks equality but nobody really wants an equal playing field but in this particular conversation the very people who say they don't have rights actually have more rights than a naturally born black male and a naturally born black woman this person has protective laws against protective laws on their side so if anybody messes with them it's going to be considered a hate crime but yet and still the police kicked in the door of brianna taylor's house and they shot her up nobody was talking about her protection but it's about protecting trans people trans people are not being killed at this massive rate that the media and the lgbt community is putting out shoot the trans community is less than five percent it's not even five percent of the world population if that it's less than three percent be honest now if they're less than three percent of the population worldwide they're talking about oh they're dying at massive rates okay there were a total of three now we're talking hold up let me look at the statistics right quick let me look up the statistics right quick okay so okay the media the media is putting this the media is putting the media is putting this narrative out there that the trans community is being killed in mass numbers in 2022 a total 
of 32 trans people were uh, died last year. 32. Okay. That's 32. Okay, there are 1.6 million people that identify as trans in the U.S. 32 out of 1.6 million died last year. 32 of 1.6 million. Now, there are 8 billion people in the world, but there are 1.6 million trans people in the country that identifies as 1.6, 8 billion. That's less than, that's, I think that's less than one. Oh, let me do the math on that. Do the math on that. See, let me get the let me get the numbers on this right quick. That is less than two thousandths of a percent. 1.6 million in just in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, this is less, it's less than, it's less than 1% worldwide. One point six million divided by 8 billion. 
as less it's like point zero 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 two that's the answer point zero 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 two that's a that's a zero decimal point three zeros and two so anytime men have spoken up on spoken up logically to women to tell them hey you're pretty much allowing this other group into your space and they're low-key taking the space up and if you shouldn't think about it those are that's the that's that's what that's a that's a male that those are male traits think about that what do men do men conquer take over dominate what's happening when naturally born men are competing in women's sports they dominate they take over they conquer that's a, that's a male trait that's what's happening now in a lot of cases women should be able to naturally born women should be able to navigate and take over and dominate their own spaces they should be they that that's their right they're women they're naturally born women that's what they do that's what's supposed to happen but for some crazy reason when men and women alike speak up on protecting their said respective spaces it's frowned upon you know this is what our country has come to people throwing their weight around you have a very very protected group uh there the group is not is this group isn't just a group this group is a political movement and it's not solely based on equality it's not because certain people even within that said community that move around and navigate this country very differently than people who are of the same community but just happen to have darker skin see they don't show you the footage at these different rallies where you literally have white gays and black gays not on the same page because there's even racism within the lgbtq community there's it's almost like two different community it's like segregation within a community that's already a minority but if you really want to study and learn what's going on please pay attention to what's happening in the news um uh there will definitely be a part two of this particular episode later on of this particular subject later on um as for now uh we're coming up on our time and i would like to thank you for listening 
and I'd like to ask you to please just, you know, be vigilant and pay attention to what's going on around you. And that way uh, you're not left in the dark and that you stay in the loop and knowing everything is going on. <sighs> so for now, I'd like to say once again, thank you for listening to The Chocolate Life. We're talking about everything chocolate. Whether you know it or not, this subject affects the Black community more than you know. Well, bye for now. <laughs>